The following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. We're in the middle of a series that we have entitled Past, Present, and Future, and we we're, we're taking it based off of Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. Now, I have to tell you before I read it, you need to know that this is a this is like, um, I don't know how, this is like a boss statement. You know what I mean? Like this is a statement when you're trying to put your foot down and prove something, when you're trying to just go ahead and communicate, like you need to know the authority in which I hold. Like this is, this is not a statement that you whisper. This is a statement that you put an exclamation mark at the end of this, watch this. I am the alpha and the omega. That's your God. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I am the one who is, who was, and who is still to come, the Almighty One. Now, you make a statement like that, you better be able to back it up. You don't say something like this and not really believe what you're saying. This is, a, this is such a power statement from our God. He's saying there is... There's nobody like me. For those of you that were wondering, there's never been anybody like me. And for those of you that are still wondering, there will never be anybody like me. I am the alpha and the omega. I'm the beginning and the end. I created all of this. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a nice bow at the end of all of this with a grand finale. This is, this is who you serve. This is who you worship. I am the eternal I am. And what I think you and I can gain out of this is that I think we need to have the understanding. And what I think he's trying to communicate to you and I is that he is the God of your past He's the God of your today and he's the God of your tomorrow. He's not limited by time and space. He's not limited by the things that you and I are limited by. And I think it goes to the magnitude of who he is and it shows it that he has the capability to be the God of your past, to be the God of your today, and to be the God of your tomorrow. He inhabits all three, and because he inhabits all three, we can trust him in all three. And so what I know about us as humanity is that we, we fall, and again, I'm making a generalization, I understand that, but at the end of it, I think you'll, you'll say, you know what, that's, that's probably generally true. But there's some of us in the room today who feel stuck in our past because of something you did, because of actions that you took. Maybe it was one action. Maybe it was repeated decisions and choices that you made. You feel stuck in your past. You can't get out of what you did. You can't get out of what was done to you. There's this, this thing in your past that is holding you and keeping you captive and you feel, you feel held back. And then there's others of you who your, your past isn't really that big of a deal for you. You've overcome that, or maybe you didn't deal with a lot in your past, but you're right in the middle of your today, and you feel frustrated. You feel discontented. You feel, you feel like you're just kind of wandering around, and you're stuck. You're stuck because 
you're not really in your past, and you're not there, you're, you're, just, you're just here with no power to change or to move forward or to do anything different. But then there's others of you when you start to think of your tomorrow. When you start to think of what happens in your future, anxiety floods your heart and floods your mind and you, you begin to start worrying about what, I mean, not, not just kind of worrying, but you've you built it up so much. Like there's this, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about tomorrow. You're thinking about retirement and you're freaking out. You're, you're seeing what happens in the world and you're freaking out and you just become anxious and you're held captive by the future, it's got all of your attention and all of your mind and you, you've started to just kind of make it a, you need one of those brown bags, right, on an airplane that you can just, because your future is so scary. And I wanna draw your attention today as last week we talked about the fact that he is the God of your past. Today, we're gonna talk about the fact that he's the God of your present and I wanna prove it to you through the word of God. He's, he's the God of the season that you're living in right now. And I wanna show you how good he is in this season and to do that I wanna draw your attention to John chapter two and it would be the scene is set where Jesus is about to perform his first miracle uh, and it was at a wedding and for those of you that don't know the context, they ran out of wine at the wedding, which would have been really embarrassing for the people that were hosting the wedding. And as mothers have the propensity to do to their sons and their children, hey, Jesus, it's time. I need you to take care of this situation. I need you to do something about this, this wedding. And so Jesus relents and he, he tells the people that are in attendance there that are serving, he says, hey, I need you to go get some jars. And these were massive jars. They weren't just small jars, probably 20 or 30 gallon jars. And he says, I want you to go get them. I want you to fill them up with water. And here's what I need you to do. I need you to draw from these big jars, draw some water out with a small jug and take it to the master of the banquet. And that's where we pick up in verse eight. The servants did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine, and he didn't realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water, they knew. Then he called the bridegroom, so he brings over the bridegroom, they're having this conversation, and he says, everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. And if you're anything like me, and I have a feeling that you are, you've probably read the rest of this passage of scripture a thousand times, but as you're reading, have you ever been reading a book and your mind kind of just, you already know where the story's going and you just kind of fill in the, the rest of the sentence? You know what I'm talking about? Like you even change a word. It may not be exactly what it says, but you know what it's trying to say and so you just kind of fill in the blank. I've done it a thousand times and, and I do it all the time. I've read this story a million times and a lot for a long time, I always thought the way that this passage of scripture ended was like this, but you saved the best for last. That's not what it says. You know what it says? It says, but you saved the best until right now. And I want somebody to know who is struggling 
with your present that God has saved the best until right now for you. You are in a season that is incredibly powerful. There's a lot to learn. This is an amazing season of life. Your best don't, don't be reaching out for tomorrow. Don't be reaching back to the past. God's got something in store for you right now. And don't miss now holding on to the past or reaching towards the future. Understand that today is incredibly powerful. Have you ever been talking to somebody? These are fun conversations when you are talking to somebody especially if, if they're the one that, that falls into this category. But have you ever been talking to somebody and you're, you're there, but you ain't there? Have you ever had a conversation and you're, you're nodding your head? Oh yeah, <laughs> good, you're good. But you, your body's there, but that mind, uh-uh. It's, it's everywhere. You're wondering what the cowboy score is gonna be today. Lord, how's dad gonna pull through? You, Jesus, help him right now. They're pouring their heart out to you and you're wondering about what's for dinner tomorrow. Have you ever been sitting in church and you've been there, but you ain't been there? Preacher's preaching, amen, but you don't have a clue what's going on. Yeah, we, we, we've all had those moments, but isn't it amazing that sometimes we act as if we are fully present because we're physically there. We act as if we're, we're fully present just because our body's there. And I want you to stop and think for just a moment about those times in your life when you were there, but you weren't really there. Maybe it was a spouse that needed you and you were there, but you weren't really there. Maybe it was raising your children, mom or dad, and I know you're busy and you're trying to provide and, and keep a roof over your children's head and keep food on the table, and you were, you were there, but you weren't, you weren't really there. Can I tell you, can I, just, can I just push you today? I don't know what season, I don't know what's going on in your world, but your family needs you, sir. Your family needs you, ma'am. The people in your life, they need you not to just be there in body, but they need you fully present in this season. Can I tell you what, what your family doesn't need? They don't need you to be fully present at work and partially present at home. They need, they need you fully, pre let me talk to the teenagers in the room today. You want your relationship with your parents to get better? Be fully present at home. Don't just be fully present at school with your boys and your girls and y'all chatting up. When you get home and mom and dad talk, be fully present. You want your relationship to be repaired? You want them to hear you out and listen to you? Be fully present when you're with them. It's important that this idea of not just being there in body, but your mind is not there. And I think this is what Jesus is imploring to us. He's saying, listen, you gotta get everything in alignment. I need you to get your mind, body, and your spirit in alignment. Wherever you are, we gotta get them to come together because your today is more powerful than you're giving it credit for. I've got something in store for you right now, right, not, not tomorrow. I've saved the best until now, but if you're not fully present, you're gonna miss what I wanna do today in your life. And some of us are missing 
what God wants to do in our life today because we're not fully present. We're not really there. Well, we're there, but we're not, we're not really there. And what I found for a lot of people, and this is, this is common knowledge, right, that our, our present is the space and time between our yesterday and our tomorrow. But here, here's, here's where our, our present can be and what it can feel like is that for a lot of people, our present, our today, has become a, a no man's land of sorts. Your present has become to you like the wilderness was to the children of Israel. You're not in Egypt anymore, but you're not walking in the promised land yet either. And 40 years later, you're disgruntled you're discontented, you're dissatisfied, and it's really difficult to be in the present if you're holding on to the past, if you're always constantly worried about the future. And I wanna just, I wanna walk you through this today and hope that you can understand that your today is just as important as your tomorrow. God's got so much to do for you right where you are if you will stop wasting today because of yesterday or because of tomorrow. Your present has become a wilderness season. And I wanna show you the value of today. I felt like that's kind of the way that the Lord showed it to me was let them see how valuable this day is and this season of their life is. And to do that, I wanna ask you a question. How do you view your present? Do you view your present as oppressive or as an opportunity? Do you view your today as something that is holding you down and holding you back? Or do you view your today as something that you need to grab a hold of because God is doing something in your today that is preparing you for whatever he has in store for you? And how do you view it? How do you view this season of your life? Is it oppressive or is it an opportunity? And there's two things that I felt like the Lord laid on my heart about our present that I wanna share with you today. And I think it's really important that we understand. And the first one is this, is that your present is a place of healing. See, you don't, you don't heal from the wounds of your past while you're still living in your past. No, 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 you, you can't heal when you're still living in the middle of the fight. Think about a boxer. A boxer, yeah, bloody swollen eyes, bloody lips, I mean, just nasty. A boxer doesn't heal and recoup during the middle of the fight. It's the weeks and months following where the swelling goes down and things begin to change and they get strength back in their body. And so freshly removed from your past, because of what you've been through, because of actions that have happened to you. You've made it through the fight, but you still have some wounds that need to heal. You've survived all 12 rounds, it didn't kill you. Come on, that's something, you're still standing. 
but you still have some, some wounds that haven't turned into scars yet. You've got some, some battle wounds that, that are still gaping in your soul and in your heart and in your mind and in your spirit. See, in their past, the children of Israel were held captive by the Egyptians and they were physically beaten. They were mentally broken, socially persecuted and spiritually starved. And because of all of the stuff that they went through in their past, it had messed up their thinking. They had such a warped sense of thinking. Remember, after they crossed the Red Sea, and things weren't going as uh, exactly as they thought they should be going through. Do you remember where their mind went? Do you remember the verbiage that they use? Exodus chapter 14, verse 11. Watch what they say. Let us go back and serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to stay and to be slaves there than to come out here and die in the desert. They were physically beaten spiritually starved, messed up, emo their mind had been so warped by their past that it caused them into this weird way of thinking that because you're not doing it when we think you should be doing it, God, that it would be better to go back into the hell that we used to have. This is how some of our thinking is. Our mind, our past has messed with your mind so much that you can't even think straight. And there's so much healing that needs to take place in your present. And it can't take place if you're still living in the past. It takes place in the present. Some of us have developed some mindsets or ways of thinking that have to be corrected before we can walk into the fullness of everything that God has for us in the future. Oh, your past is forgiven. It's under the blood. But you still have some things to work on. How many know that you can be a follower of Jesus but still not be walking in the fullness of everything that he has for you? And this is, this is where some of us are. And your past has, has done such a number on your mind that you can't even think. Maybe it's some trauma that you've repressed and pushed down and that you haven't properly dealt with. But, but in this season, in your present, it needs to be worked out. Maybe it's some relationships that need to be repaired right now before you can walk in to what God has in store for you in your future. There's some healing that needs to take place. See, God's got something in store for you, but it's gonna require you to be in a place where you're not still fighting in the past, but you're healing and whole to be able to walk into what he has for you. And here's the second thing I think we have to understand, and I wanna spend some time here today. And this one's hard. This one's tough, I'm not gonna lie. Maybe it's just tough for me. It may not be hard for you. But your present, this season, today, requires patience. Patience, really? Patience? Do you know the day and age in which we live? Patience? I want it all, and I want it now. I'm gonna order on the app so I don't even have to wait in the line. Sweetheart, we can run to the store. No, 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 check Amazon, it'll be here tomorrow. I want it all. 
and I want it now. But your present today is gonna require some patience. Romans 8, 25. But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we're hoping for what we do not yet have. There's an amazing future. We're gonna talk about that next week, but there's an amazing future. But while we hope for it, we're gonna be in our present and we're gonna be patiently waiting for the opportunity that God has in store for us. All the plans and all the purposes that God has for us, we may not have them yet. But while we're waiting to walk into the fullness of everything that he has, we're gonna be patient. Galatians chapter six and nine. And let us not grow weary while doing good. Watch this. For in due season, for in due season, we will reap if we don't lose heart. For when? In due season. What does that mean? When the time is right. When the time is right, we're gonna reap a harvest. But timing is everything. Now you gotta hear me. Timing is unbelievably important in your life. See, the right thing done at the wrong time still produces the wrong outcome. It can be the right thing, but if the right thing is at the wrong time, it's not gonna produce what you want it to produce. It's not gonna produce what God has in store for you. Let me give you this example. When we were 17, 18, I'm gonna, I got my dates probably wrong. This is not in my notes. Sorry, Cassidy, you're gonna correct me please afterwards. <laughs> for our entire lives, the church tried to put us together. Thank you for that pressure, I appreciate that. <laughs> Kids growing up, people tried to put us together which is great. But we were, we were like, let's just go on a date. So we did. We went on a date, 17, 18. Mind you, you know, I put on this front like I, I knew what I was doing. I got, this, I got this all under control. I had no clue. I still have no clue. <laughs> and so we went on a date. We went on a date to a Cajun restaurant up north called Razoo's. It's not even there anymore. I pick her up at her house. By the way, it's my pastor's daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please, sir. We go, we drive up north. I don't even remember the conversation, but I'm sure I was going 120 because I didn't know. I was like, oh, I'm so scared. <laughs> and we got there, had a, a great dinner, but I guess it wasn't good enough. We brought, it, brought her home. I didn't know what to do. I don't know. I'm not, I don't I'm, uh. So brought, brought her home. I said, hey, I'll, I'll call you. We'll, we'll do this again sometime. No, we, we never did it again. <laughs> No. Here's my point. It was the right thing. It's just the wrong time. It was the right thing for us to be together. Yes, no question. But it was at the wrong 
time. Had we started dating and gotten married really, really young, it probably would have happened. It would have been the right thing, but it was at the wrong time and we wouldn't have been able to handle what we were walking into. And I don't know what the outcome would have been, but I've come to tell you today that the, the right thing at the wrong time will produce the wrong outcome that God wants for you to have in your life. So don't rush the process. Enjoy today. Have you ever eaten a banana that was too green? You just try, like it look, you're like, oh, I just really want a banana, but you know, and you're like, and it, you take a bite and it's just like, just rock. It's a, uh, and you spit it out. Why? Because you were too early. The timing is not right. What about, have you ever had a strawberry that's been sitting in the fridge too long? You pull it out of the fridge. You really want a straw, it just sounds so good, it's cold. Ooh, it's gonna be good, but it, it's soft. It got those spots on it. And you take a bite, you power through, baby. I just, ooh, it's gonna, this one's gonna be different. And it's like sour. Oh, you spit it out, the seeds go everywhere, you make a mess. Why? Because you were too late. Timing matters more than you know. Either way, whether it's too ripe or, or whether it's too green, you spit it out and you throw it away and it's wasted because the timing is not right. And I need to let you know, don't get impatient in your present season because the enemy, the enemy will try to trick you into impatience. The enemy will try to trick you into thinking that if I don't get it and I don't get it now, then it's not gonna work out and it causes us to rush the process. And you're trying to make a green banana taste good and a green banana will never taste good. Everybody else can see it, everybody else knows it. Don't force it, enjoy the, pro let, let God's timing take place. And I feel like, as I was writing this out, I feel like just this is kind of the Lord speaking to us today, saying, listen, I know you want it, whatever it is in your life, whatever you feel like is next, I know you want it, but you're not ready for it. And if I give it to you before you're ready, you're gonna squander the opportunity that I wanna put in your hands. But I, but I want it. I know you want it, but if I give it to you too early, you're gonna spit it out and it's gonna be wasted. And you're not gonna make the most of what I wanna do in your life. If it happens too quickly, if I give it to you too early, maybe your character won't be able to carry what I wanna put in your hand. And you're gonna make an immoral mistake because of the pressure that you felt and you just needed a way out. And this was your, your way of escape because you got it too early and it was more than what you could handle. Don't rush the process. Don't rush the process, you're growing. You're maturing during this season. You are, you are still in process. God is doing an amazing work in you right now. 
Let me tell you why we struggle with this so much. Are you ready? It's a battle that goes on in all of us. Surrender versus control. Surrender versus control. Can I, can I surrender to God? Or do I still want to be in control? Do I still want to hold on to this? Hold on to my past. Hold on to my future. I got to know how things are going to play out. Surrender versus control. Think about it. When we aren't fully living in our present, appreciating what God is doing today, it's because your mind goes back and you're holding on to your past or your mind goes forward and you're constantly thinking about what could be and you're not happy with where you are. We're worried about something that happened yesterday and how it's going to affect our tomorrow and you're not content in your today. By the way, contentment is one of the greatest indicators of a life totally surrendered to God. Because if your contentment is dependent on your circumstances, you don't have biblical contentment. Contentment is such an unbelievable indicator in a surrendered heart to God. And the only way that we can be content in our present is to wholeheartedly surrender our past that you can't change and to trust him with a future that you can't control. Surrender versus control. As we close our time out today, I want to end with probably one of the most beautiful stories of this that I, could, that I could find in the Word of God. And it will be a story that will be extremely familiar with you. But if Jesus was ever, at any point in his life, if there was a moment where he would have been tempted to go back to the past or tempted to just skip through his present and, and jump right into the fullness of what was in front of him would have been the cross, right? When, when you think about that whole moment in his life and that, 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 those hours in his life, think about this. People stripped him naked and beat him so he didn't even look like a human. People whipped and flogged his back, leaving gaping gashes open and bleeding. Hanging on a cross, having to push up through his feet as nails are driven through by people. Through his hands and his wrists. People. People hurt him. Humanity inflicted this on him. People spit on him and cursed him. I wonder if anybody's in the room has ever been hurt by people. A lot of us, all of us. And if there was a moment where Jesus could go back and go back to the past, oh, look what they did to me. If he was anything like us, which I'm glad he's not, we're trying to be like him, but his ways are so far above our. But if he was like, we would go, oh, we would hold such a grudge. Oh, I would be, 
oh, my mind would be, that's all I would think about. What people did, what happened to me in my past. I don't deserve this. But hanging next to him happened to be a criminal. <laughs> I mean, talk about not being able to get over your past, but then also talk about trying in your mind, right? Like, I would want out of this present moment. It, it, holding on to my past, holding a grudge, or thinking about what's about to happen. Get me out of right now. This is, ah, uh -uh, I don't wanna be here. And we're held captive by the thoughts of the past or thinking about tomorrow and what tomorrow holds. In just three days, ha -ha, things are gonna change, right? But Jesus, Jesus was a little bit different. In between his past and his future was his present is today and this thief who was hanging next to Jesus strikes up a conversation in the middle of their worst present moment for both of them and I, I'm sure the conversation was more than what is recorded in scripture but it went something like this hey I don't know all that much about you I've heard a lot about you I've done a lot of things wrong in my life. I wish I wasn't here, but I might deserve to be, I might deserve some punishment because of what I've done. But he says, hey, uh, by chance, would you remember me when you come into your kingdom? Even in the middle of his suffering, in the middle of his pain, hurt by people in his past. And also knowing what the future holds. Knowing, wishing, right? We can wish for tomorrow. Get me out of my today. The beauty of, Je of course, Jesus, because he's Jesus, but it, it shows us a way of living. He says, listen, I know I could stay frustrated with the past, or I know I could go in my mind unto tomorrow, but I know that today matters. There's work to be done today. And Jesus looks over at the criminal hanging next to him and watch what he says. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Would you stand with me all across the room? For those of you that are in the room that are holding on to your past, for those of you that are in the room that are reaching and constantly thinking about a tomorrow, and you feel like you're in a no man's land, this space between your past and your future, and you're lost, and you're wondering, and you're discontented, can I tell you, Jesus saved the best till now for you and there's still work to be done in your present. God's got something amazing in store for you today.
Don't miss today. Let me say it this way as we close. What if you understood that your today didn't just affect you? You getting it right today and embracing today. See, if Jesus hadn't embraced that moment that he was in, if he, if he was in the past constantly or in the future constantly, the thief on the cross, would have never had the opportunity to be with Jesus in paradise today. What if you getting your today right and embracing today, understanding that your today matters more than you're giving it credit for, what if somebody else's eternal was on the line? Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the value of today. There's so much power in your today. Don't wish away today because of what you might have in the future. Embrace it. Embrace today. Embrace your current situation and your moments that you have today because they matter more than you know. God saved the best till now for you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I wanna pray for you today. Lord, I thank you for our time together. I thank you for your word. God, I know, I know because of the hundreds of conversations that I have that sometimes this is the most difficult season because we feel stuck. And when we feel stuck, we feel like we have no choices. We feel like we're just wandering around and it can become a season of frustration. Lord, through your word today, you have shown us that my today matters, that my present, you've got something in, you're doing something in me in this season that needs to be done, that is preparing me to walk through the door that you have for me in the future. And while you're preparing me, I'm gonna patiently wait because I know what's to come is gonna be amazing, but I'm not gonna get so wrapped up in it today that I miss, I miss the importance of today because you're doing something in me that if I don't get it right today, I won't be able to handle it tomorrow. And I wanna be in a place when all those dreams and purposes do come to pass that I can hold it with strength and that I can handle everything that you're going to hand me. I don't wanna crumble under my future because I wasn't prepared in my present. But when you call me into that, I'm gonna walk into it with my head held high because I did some work in my present. You prepared me in my present. Lord, I pray that you would give us strength when we're tempted to slip back into the past or slip out into the future. Lord, that you would remind us the importance of today there's people outside of these four walls that are, that are counting on us getting today right because there's gonna be conversations today when we leave this room. There's gonna be a waitress or a waiter at a restaurant that somebody's gonna share the goodness of Jesus with today. And their today is gonna change forever because there's still work to do today. You saved the best till now. It's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. 
Come on, can you put your hands together for the Lord today? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for a present. Wasn't that amazing? On behalf of our senior pastor, our leadership team and staff, we want to thank you for tuning in to Christian Life Austin online. We pray this service remains in your heart and helps lead you to your next steps on your faith journey. And we want to take a moment to allow you the opportunity to give your life to Jesus. If you've never made that choice before, you know, whether you're watching in your living room, your kitchen, or on vacation, we know that Jesus will meet you right where you are. Romans 10 and 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And if you want salvation today, it's as simple but as powerful as confessing Jesus as the Lord of your life and having faith that God raised him from the dead. So let's take a moment right now to pray together. Would you join me? Dear Jesus, we thank you for this day and for this moment, God. Wherever we are in our faith journey, God, we thank you for the first steps that people are taking right now. Father, we confess that we are sinners saved by grace. God, we confess and we repent, Lord, for the sin, Lord Jesus, that we've committed against you. We acknowledge it, Lord Jesus, and I pray you would forgive us. I pray you would cleanse us, that you would wash us, Lord. God, we confess that you are going to be the Lord of our life today. God, we acknowledge that you died for us so that we could live, Lord, and that you were raised from the dead. And we thank you for that, Jesus. But Lord, from this day forward, we are putting you first and we are making you the Lord of our life. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for a church that's gonna walk alongside us from this day forward. And everybody said, amen. Congratulations to all of you who made the decision to give your life to Jesus. And know this, all of heaven is celebrating with you and we're celebrating with you too. But hey, we know this is only step one. We want you to know that you're not alone on this walk and we're not leaving you to figure it out by yourself. We wanna partner with you as you walk through our core values, which is know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives of others. And we would love to help you take your next step, whether it's water baptism or joining a life group or getting plugged in serving through growth track. We have everything you need to make this process easy, accessible, and applicable to you in your life. No matter what stage of life you're in, you are somebody at Christian Life Austin. And you are somebody in the kingdom of heaven. And we want to know, what is your next step? We want to hear from you. If you gave your life to Jesus today, please click the link in the description so that we can get connected with you. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. And we can't wait to see you in person at Christian Life Austin.